Hello and welcome back to Millennial Thoughts Pod with your girl Alicia. I'm so excited y'all are tuned in to have this great conversation about um, corporate to entrepreneurship with Antoinette. Uh, Before we get into it, make sure you give us a rating and submit and give us some feedback and follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod and, you know, join the conversation and have a good time. Relax wherever you're going. If you're quarantined in the car or if you're at home, just get a notebook so you can write these gems down. Okay. (laughs) So, hey, Antoinette, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so excited um, to bring you on because I love connecting with people. I love networking. And, you know, I was like, why not reach out to some people during this quarantine? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And um, just, you know, meet people and you have millennial. And I was like, yes, that's definitely it. <laughs> Twitter is not really my favorite, my favorite, uh, what's it called? Social media, platform, whatever it's called. Yeah. But yeah, platform. It's just really so hard to build and connect on there. But maybe yours is the other way around. So I don't know. <laughs> but I'm excited to talk about um, corporate and then entrepreneurship. So if you could just like tell us like a little bit about your journey and what you did and, you know. Sure, 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 sure. So um my journey into being a content creator and now and what I call myself an accidental entrepreneur started because yeah it was a whole accident um I never saw myself as owning my own business I really just was trying to be somebody's like vice president or like corporate Mm -hmm. c-suite executive that that (laughs) was like my main goal coming out of school like I always knew I I, okay, so I will say this. I love the corporate world. I'm a weirdo. I like, um, what's that called? Office politics and figuring out how to climb the social ladder. And I, I love it all because it's all networking. And I, I mm-hmm. love networking with people. And I love just the, the thought of achievement in the career space. Um, so it really was a, uh, just a strange way of how I ended up getting to owning my own business. But um, when I graduated from school, I graduated in 2010, like right at the tail end of a crazy, crazy financial crisis. So we're talking like, and it's so funny because 10 years like this week would have been my graduation. And now we're at the middle of another financial crisis. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I really don't understand how millennials are surviving at this point like we just taking l's left and right but that's a whole other conversation like always i don't know how we we've survived some crazy stuff and like literally we've seen two financial crises we're seeing two career crisis like job crisis like i don't know but either way like i left school and just could not find a job in my field and then when i finally got my footing i landed in the financial space and then I just learned all this stuff that they don't teach you in college. They don't teach you. Oh, come on. Yes, they do not teach you nothing. They don't talk to they don't teach you how to I mean, you can visit the career center to talk about how to write a resume, but they don't talk to you about the important part of like networking in order to get the job. Like people don't apply to get the jobs. They talk to people to get the job. And like the job is mm-hmm. here before it goes online to accept applications. So Um, I just wanted to write about my space or my journey and it was going to be a book, but it never, never got there. Um, (laughs) It's okay. I, I I liked blogging. Um, but like, I just wanted to write blogs. Like 
I have coworkers who tell me all the time that they have shoes older than me, which is really inappropriate, but <laughs> so, shoes older than you. Yeah, they were like, girl, I got shoes older than you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that like my opinion is Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, and we're still in the same place, so yeah. I think you need to do something different, right? <laughs> still, you know, as- I don't understand. I never understood that, like, right? When you- girl, I'm 20 years old and, and you 45. So what? Why are we in the same area? Come on, as Nini, we see each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so I would just write about stuff like that, and then. Um, you know, with any blogger, it turns into, well, I have this really, really good blog, or at least I think it's good. How do I write? (laughs) How do I get people to read it? So I just started trying to build an audience online using social media. And then after a couple of people asked, like, how do you do this? I, I just said, you know what? These coffee conversations look like consultations to me. (laughs) um I got my first client and I literally thought still even this is just going to be something under the table to just pay my rent and student loans and then two years ago I looked up and I was making enough money to quit so what how that happened crazy that just gave me so much inspiration that right there because like I'm in that same spot too well I mean I do content creation and I have a blog, but I mean, mm-hmm. um, I just like started it this year or whatever, but like slowly I'm gonna build it up. Mm-hmm. I like writing, but blogging, like, I don't like the technical part of blogging, like podcasts is easy, YouTube, yeah. And so like, but it's just like, okay, well, it's so hard to build an audience, but it's like, when you build that audience, when you get that, then you're, you're going to be able to, okay, get into doing mm-hmm. this stuff like that. And so I'm like, um, like I, I just graduated too, like last year or whatever. So I'm just like, okay, uh, thank you. Uh, they can take it back in the student loans, as all I think. <laughs> like y'all could take this back. Y'all could have this seriously. But yeah, so that was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Um, so I'm just like, in ten years, this better do something for me. Mm-hmm. If, if in ten years I don't get it and we still in a recession, I just don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. But. <laughs> You will figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, not to cut you off, but <laughs> it's okay. I was just like, Woo. Literally. So yeah, but that that's that's who I am. And so now I run a digital marketing agency called TYP Social Media Co. Um and it's really more so about creating um content for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't touch TikTok. We don't what? <laughs> I look I I'm going to try, but I also feel like I'm not 15, and mm-hmm. so, like, I feel like I got to hire somebody. <laughs> that part is beyond my control, but, um, you know, if a client calls and says, hey, we need to do this, then I'm going to figure it out. So that's pretty much what I do full time, and then some other things like build websites and graphic mm-hmm. design, anything that has to do with, like, creating a brand online that's what the company does yeah okay so within that i'm gonna come back to the creating brand online but i'll talk and i think it's so fun but what i was hitting a you and a um a crank that soldier but okay it's be hard after you got all they got do this do that. i'm like okay i don't got time for that like i can i you i was doing them for real but then i can't even get my mental capacity to even do that <laughs> but um i do want to talk about something this day and age like it is so important to have your brand build your brand mm-hmm. and so I want to know like what tips can you give people to help build their brand online so 
I think building a brand online is good, whether you are a professional or you are, sorry, a career professional or Mm -hmm. you are a entrepreneur because companies are not just hiring people anymore to do the job. They're hiring somebody that is going to be the face of their organization. And I think that's the difference between just coming in and doing your job and coming in and excelling at your job. So for example, um, I would do things for work and this sounds really bad, but it is what it is. Like my mission was to get in those corporate photos. So they would put me on the website of the company, like, (laughs) or like to be next to X, Y, and Z person in this photo in the company's like PowerPoint presentation at the end of the year, because at that point now you see me as valuable Mm -hmm. and I align with the missions and goals and, and vision of, the company that gives me room to grow because I get like, exposure. You get exposure, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if and a lot of times nowadays, the the two merge so well with each other that you you speak for your job in a lot of instances. So they're they're looking to you to help them, especially if you work for places like Twitter. So. I want people to realize like it's not just about people who are business owners or entrepreneurs like your your brand is worth it when you're in the corporate space too. Some people will write articles just cuz they hired you because you have a big reputation in the city that you live in or the industry that you serve. So you have to think about it like on a grand scale and it doesn't have to be anything big, like, let me go hire a PR firm and make them work on my brand for me. I used to do silly things like wear pink nails when I was 23. And (laughs) you just knew that whenever I came to work, I had pink nails. Oh, that was you. Like that that was basically my brand. That was my stamp. That was me. That was like, you knew that my nails were going to look like that. And some, some older women even do this with like a signature lipstick. Like she, she wears a red Ruby Woo lipstick in all of her photos for her corporate pictures at work. Like stuff like that is something simple that you can do to put your mark or make your brand um, at work and be easily recognizable. I would, um, just utilize what you have to just, amplify your message if that makes sense so that would be my biggest tip just you don't want to conform but you want to expose you and be you and be okay with being you and see how that ties into the organization okay and so that was a good one for corporate for people to stand out what do you say for people who want to be a content creator like how do you stand out in this digital so many bloggers, so many podcasters, so many mm-hmm. YouTube. Like, what do you think is a way that they stand out? Can I give it to you? No, like, <laughs> right now? Oh, sure. <laughs> know your shit. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, like honestly, because there's a lot of people that pay attention to the little stuff, which, like, okay, my brand colors, that's important. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it isn't important because mark. there's a reason there's marketing because those colors are important. But 
you literally can build a brand and be recognized for always knowing your shit. Like mm-hmm. people forget to be experts when they're making their own personal brands online. So we tend to lean or we tend to see a lot of people who make fluffy content and they make motivational content, but that's, it it leaves you happy in the moment, but it doesn't give you value and it doesn't Mm -hmm. give you a return on your investment, which sorry, ROI these days is time. So if I spent my time watching your video, let me get something out of it. Mm -hmm. Let me be able to produce something, produce some results. And then once you do that, you you stand out. Yeah, you will stand Mm -hmm. out and people will speak for you. People will know you as a resource. And the only way I can tell you that that I know this to be true is because I run a whole digital marketing agency and my digital marketing agency does not have a digital presence. I am the digital marketer. I'm the presence. So Mm -hmm. all of my business has been referral based. So when I get a new client, it's someone that has reached out to me because someone said, hey, I heard you do this. Or mm-hmm. um, my cousin, I had one on yesterday that said, hey, my aunt needs a website. Can you help her out with this? Or somebody told me that you do X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. I would say number one is to is to know and be the expert that you claim to be. There's a lot of people out here who are not doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then also just create your signature style. So it does does not or it should not look like anyone else's. And the way and it, I'm just going to go back to what I said in corporate. The way that you do that is picking out something about you that's going to make you stand out. Like, for example, Caitlin Batcher, she leans into the fact that she um, she calls it a droopy face. And I don't know exactly what her. um what the condition she has is, but it, it pretty much makes the the left side of her um, her mouth droop a little bit. Is she black? She's white. She's white. Okay. You may have seen her to... content on Facebook, but I think I've even seen her make videos that says, I'm the course creator with the droopy face and I still make X, Y, and Z dollars. Like she leans into that and guess what? I Every time I see her, I recognize her and I know who she is and I know what she does because she moves mm-hmm. into it. Um, if you watch my Instagram stories, you always know that my hair is never going to be done. Um, but that's how <laughs> that's how I literally look in my house doing my work. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I look. People will call me out and be like, Antoinette, are you going to put on a nicer shirt today? No, I'm not. That's not who I am. It's not who I am. But mm-hmm. That's you know, true. I like that. For... Mm-hmm. A client that needs a, something done, I'm a, I'm gonna get dressed. But in these Insta stories, you're just gonna in these Insta, you're gonna get me, and that's period. <laughs> exactly. So I would say, like, just being you, and then knowing your stuff is really going to help you create the brand. And then the little stuff like the colors and the fonts mm-hmm. and the, the fluff will will help later. Yeah, see the fluff because that's why I say like. Um, right now, like, it's like, okay, a logo, this is this. I made my logo with no intentions of colors or nothing yeah. like that. I really just seen the logo and I was like, okay, I like that. And I'm just going to, like, relate it to who I am. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, you can get caught up in it. They're like, how do you want this to feel? How do you want this to do? I'm just like, I want to be able to be who I am. And that can reflect yeah. on anything. And so I feel like sometimes they do focus on the colors too much. They focus on this. But then it's like, mm-hmm. what's your voice? Who are you? And stuff like that. And so I think adding value is good, too. But I sometimes feel like I guess people don't really know what they want to do or, like, 
how to even provide value. I feel like that's really mm-hmm. too. And so um, I'm in that process too. Like I've been creating content and I'm trying to like switch it up so mm-hmm. that I am in that like digital space. I've done it for a long time or whatever, but I feel like sometimes it's hard when you're like, okay, like get yeah, return on investment. I like provide value and like do this or do that to get mm-hmm. here or whatever. And it's just like, sometimes it really do become overwhelming and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that part of like the fluff and then also like, it's okay. I feel like um, some people aren't experts, in, but they're just showing their story. So I feel like I'm in that realm. Like I'm sharing my experiences. Yeah. I'm not sharing my expertise. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's a good thing too. That's why I'm like, I don't really need to be no coach. I don't want to be no coach because I'm not like, I'm not the person that's like, I'm the expertise. I'm just showing you what I am doing. Yeah. And so I feel like um, sometimes that's hard too, to even figure out how to grow and where to go because you're just like, well, these are my experiences and this is what I'm sharing. And I just want to help somebody else through it and just figure out how I can keep it moving basically or whatever. Yeah. And so um, I think that that's a difference too, but it's also, yeah, like who you are at your, who you are at the core value, who, who you say you are, what you want to do and different things like that. And so I feel like, throughout this time that I've been quarantined and um, in the house, (laughs) I've been able to like figure out different things that I want to do, different things that I want to accomplish and like goals and stuff that I want to start. And so um, I really just like how you said that, like the value and the return on investment part. And so like, what do people, um, what are people going to get when they connect with you basically? Right. And also give yourself some grace though, because I think you're right. Relatable content goes so far. Like, so I think my blog lived for as long as it did because I was just writing about what I was experiencing. I couldn't say that I was an expert, but I was just writing about how I felt and what I did and how I was able to change some situations. Um, so I think you're in the right space. And then over time, as you grow and you get older, all of that will catch up to you and you become an expert at mm-hmm. life. So like, it all ties in at the end. Like I could never do this when I, if you had, a, I wouldn't be able to do this if I was <laughs> aged. I, no. It yeah, and, and then I think that's like, and I think that's another thing too. People are like, well, I'll watch Aaron on the man. I don't know if you watch Aaron on the man. She has a YouTube channel, but she was talking about like trying to stop being an expert too. But then people are online talking about like, well, you have to be an expert in this to teach this. You have to, and I'm just like, no, you can teach what you want to teach. And like we're young we're just getting out of college we're not going to be an expert on anything I don't understand how you think people are doing stuff two yeah. years they can be an expert on or one year so that's why I feel like it is sharing my experience no experience on I have, I'm not an expert on paying off student loans but I have experience with it and that's what I want to share oh, yeah. and so yeah. it's kind of like it's like okay well how and it's like okay well if I want to build this as a business or a brand it's like, okay you got to figure out like how to monetize this because this is a lot of work it is really hard to do but then I just feel like um just other brands or stuff that you're doing yeah because I'm like that's what I feel I feel like people do like the journey and they like to see it but I feel like they like to see it when it's done and then they like to hear about it does that make any sense that does and Mm -hmm. one so one really good example is a YouTube couple called Kara and Nate they are a travel um blogger yeah I may know probably though so listen (laughs) And um, they do, they, they're doing exact or did exactly what you're talking about. Um, they had this idea of, I want to travel the world and let's just start, like, let's just try it out. And I think they said that year one, their goal was to just 
travel as much as they could without um, depleting all of their money. So I think they said the the minimum they wanted in their account was $10,000. And they were like, we got dangerously close. And if we had a got to $10,001, we would have went back home. And then mm-hmm. two, they said that um, they still didn't make they still didn't. So year one, they lost money. Year two, they didn't make money, but they didn't lose any money because they learned how to become influencers and get brand deals. So they basically just recycled the money that they were getting um, or used it to get free stuff. And then year three, when they became experts at it all is when they saw income. But the best part about it is, and when you go look at their journey, it's in their uh, episode called their 100th country because they ended up making it to 100 countries. Um, And he says that the best part about it is that you can see all of their financials from every single year, from year one to year four, so that you can see what it took for them to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And then by year three, they were teaching people how to do it because they were experts. And then on top of that, year four, they were doing classes and doing excursions. So, and then even in the middle of that, they were saying like, our year one audience is different from our year four audience because either they grew with us or they went another direction. Mm -hmm. It's like, just being you, it's almost like how you have a circle of friends. Some friends stay around, some friends don't, but you still get to grow and create this content. And there, regardless, there's going to be somebody that wants to see it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, because I'm like, this is my first year. Like, this is my first really year, like doing all of this stuff. Like I added a blog. So I'm like, okay, but I was like, okay, I can't do all that. And so it's, it's like still like, I'm still even trying to get myself great so with this blog I am because I really don't like I know stuff to put on there but I don't even mm-hmm. like the technical stuff I don't even have time for it or whatever so I'm like I do get myself grace um with that and knowing that you have to give yourself grace because it is so hard and it's like I'm still learning nobody else around me has a podcast nobody else around me has a YouTube channel so it's like I'm doing all this stuff like yes I want to do it but I'm still doing it and I even have a goal to like be a millionaire by 30 or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I want to share that. But then it goes, they're like, well, people aren't really going to watch you or, you know, people aren't going to watch you because you don't have a million dollars or whatever. But when I said that I was inspired by B. Simone, didn't nobody know she even was close to a million dollars. And then she did it in like her 50 days or whatever. And then like everybody was watching and stuff like that. And so I'm like, she still, she lucky show her journey, but she didn't show her journey. So it's always like a back and forth right. about like, okay, should I show this? Should I not show this or whatever? But I'm like, I, I mean, if you have a go to be a millionaire, then you need to jump on it. If you don't have a go to be a millionaire, then that's fine. But right. I'm like, just like showing it and like putting it out there. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do here. This is what I'm going to do here. But then I feel like some people, like they're not really onto that. They're just like, oh, she's a millionaire. Well, yeah, it took me five years to become one. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah, so I just feel like it's so hard. I feel like experiences are kind of like, under shadow sometimes kind of and it is in that that's another conversation because I think they talk about like instant gratification like millionaire tomorrow but if I was supposed like I'm a millionaire August 21st that's my birthday 2025 and they're like oh my gosh you're a millionaire yeah I'm like yeah y'all didn't see this grunt work that I was doing five years ago <laughs> they see that I posted it and so I think like that's another thing too and so I guess it's just kind of hard like trying to be 
I don't like really like to say influencer, but I guess it could be an influencer trying to be a content creator and trying to like build your brand or build your audience or something like that. And with mm-hmm. so much stuff going on, and some because some people do like have that fluff and they do get that content. But <laughs> I'm no shade to the inspirational post, but like the inspirational post, like have a great day, you're amazing. Yeah, but why am I amazing? Or how can I <laughs> think about positive affirmations to make me still be amazing? Like those those self affirmations, those things, they have so many followers, so much stuff. But me over here talking about like life after Grammy me talking about traveling and so like like it doesn't get looked at the same way yeah right right and you I like time. like hard you have time yeah <laughs> I have uh, I have time who has that oh yeah well um i hope people look at the stuff then (laughs) they will yeah and and, um yeah that but i just feel like that it's kind of hard and sometimes people are in those spaces and i feel like as millennials like we do want to be entrepreneurs we do want to create our own brand we do want to do stuff but it's just like our parents necessarily didn't do stuff so it's like we're hitting the ground running full force that's true but not knowing anything to do or not knowing how to do it that's very true um and there's a there's a tax or I say a tax that comes with that with like not having um, a path mm-hmm. set out in front of you. Like, so it's like some people can say like my dad was an entrepreneur, my mom was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or like, you know, um, even my family comes from money. And so the, the foundation is laid. But when you have to literally build the like you have to shovel and then lay the cement yourself too and then walk it it's a lot of work yes but it's possible (laughs) it is possible so um how long um have you been in the entrepreneur space so full time um i'm going into year three okay Uh, but typ social media co has really been in existence um for the past i would say five years it just was not like I said, it was not a focus. It was a, let me just make these extra coins to pay these student loans and pay the rent. Um, so, and that's why I call myself an an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I, I thank God that I did have like things in order somewhat for me to leave the my job when I did. But it literally was, I looked up one day and said, yo, I I think I can do this. I think I can do this. And I just left. And it started. <laughs> you haven't looked back? Or have you? <laughs> well, well, but I, I made a deal with myself. And I still, I'm still have this deal with myself, too. Because you never know. Like, mm-hmm. I quit June 1st of that year. And I said, let's do this for a summer. Let's try it. Let's, we got a summer. And so a summer came and went. And then it was winter. And that was like a really hard winter because I found out people don't pay their bills in the winter. They buy gifts in the winter (laughs) when the holiday season comes. But I made it over the winter. Um, And so I still have this like, you know, if things don't go the way I plan or I decide to just completely shift, I can always just go back to work. But um I just haven't found a reason just yet to go back mm-hmm. to work. So well, that's good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just rolling with the punches, and I and I don't say that to say that it's easy. It's hard. It's like 
it is nothing like corporate. Like it's nothing, 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 nothing. Um, but it's also super rewarding. Um, but I also tell people too, like there's this thing going around, like everybody has to be an entrepreneur. No, no, boo, you don't, you don't. It takes a special kind of crazy for this. Um, so you just have to jump in and see if you like it. And if you don't, I don't, I want people to realize like, that's not a failure. That's a realization. Like, okay, my life is going to look like this. Cause I realize I like it set up a certain type of way and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. It is something kind of like, some people do fall into it. Some people do want to do it. I feel mm-hmm. like a little bit of both, but yeah, some people don't or can't be entrepreneurs or they just don't want to and that's fine and so I don't want people to think like oh you have to be an entrepreneur you have to be an entrepreneur but I feel like if you do want a side hustle I now you don't have to be an entrepreneur but I do feel like you might need a side hustle or you mm-hmm. might need another stream of income mm-hmm. that is what I would say mm-hmm. <laughs> side hustle is always great it's all and like it's not something that you have to do all the time but like right now is the perfect time to know how to side hustle you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, to just pull it out of the pocket whenever you really need it um so never underestimate learning a new skill or learning how to make some cash on your own because it can come in handy mm, yes oh my goodness uh what does typ stand for again <laughs> it's really dumb uh, oh. so again people don't pe- people think this is what I'm saying. Like people put so much thought and effort into things sometimes. TYP is literally the the um, initials of my old blog, The Young Professional. Yeah. <laughs> that's still good, though. That's that's still good, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, you just catch it and you catch it going yeah. with it or whatever. I just wanted some people to know if they didn't know. <laughs> no, no. People be, like, making up stories about why they want to create the name and da 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 da, da. And I'm like, TYP is the name of the old blog. And also, sometimes... Now, this is where I will say sometimes you have to think strategically, and I'm going to just drop this here. Um, So my goal with my business was to when I did realize, like, I want to be in this space and I and if I do take this far, like I want it to hold some weight. And Mm -hmm. eventually I want to be the CEO that I said I was going to be in my corporate space, meaning like I want it to run on its own and I want to live Jeff Bezos style. Not not saying I got to be a trillionaire, but like. I don't need to be in the office. Like it needs to run by itself, but thinking about like partnerships and also aligning, seeing your business live amongst other businesses, Mm -hmm. like other corporate places do TYP social media co or TYP communications. Sounds like it can be run by a white dude. Uh, yes when you thought about that I actually have a great idea and I was like well, I need to talk about something with you because I'm I like that name for real <laughs> yeah like you mm-hmm. think about it so you know some people you know, they really do create brands that resonate with their audiences and that's fine and that's well and I wanted to keep social media co in there because then you know exactly what we do but I also wanted it to be able to walk around at networking events and either Mm -hmm. myself or a white guy a white lady a Hispanic woman a Asian person like anybody could say they owned it and you wouldn't blink twice about it you know right do you have um your name or brand is it like trademarked it's not trademarked um it is uh 
I do. It is LLC. Okay. So it's owned by a parent company, which has a completely different name as well. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like everything is umbrella the way that it needs to be in um, a business setting. But and and that I think that's the most important part too. Like people mm-hmm. just realize, I or I think the biggest thing that I realized in corporate and entrepreneurship because I think sometimes the corporate world will have you thinking things have to be done one particular way and it's mm-hmm. end all be all and there's no way to mix and match or do different things when that's just not true like make all ways possible you can pivot change a name add another name walk like because for some people I'm a freelancer but for other people I'm a business owner it just depends on what kind of conversations we're having you know what I mean yes I do know what you so mean. It, and I, it just depends and I feel like that needs to be talked about too kind of too because I was talking about that in this last episode I'm like yeah um it's like you're dependent on somebody to pay you or something like that like because I feel like entrepreneurship is thrown around but I'm like yeah. you're still getting somebody to pay you you're just not getting paid from the company that you work for so you're a freelancer I don't know if that's always a good thing are you're a freelancer but you're are you um a, a coach it was a different word there's like freelancers entrepreneurs and um like solopreneurs and stuff like that but I'm like you're still um depending on somebody to pay you you just have the autonomy mm-hmm. to figure out how you want to get paid mm-hmm. but how you were saying those are real conversations like what maybe I need to think about that too like dang people don't really be paying you in December and January like them aren't good them aren't good months for you mm-hmm. so you need to save for them months because yeah. they trying to buy Christmas gifts mm-hmm. they trying to go on cruises they trying to turn up for New Year's yep 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 and even maybe that might be a good thing that may be a good time to maybe even have a sale you know something that they don't even talk about yep it's a um, learning lesson it's all but here and I will say this too if anyone's thinking about it or even when you're not like because I totally was not thinking about it but I leaned so far into my corporate experience that I just soaked up everything that I possibly could and I would not be able to do what I'm doing today without everything that I learned being in a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So even as miserable as you may be, some people are, some people are really miserable in a nine to five. I was not, I, fortunately I was not miserable. I, I was uncomfortable in some situations, but I wasn't miserable. Um, but you know, that manager that's getting on your nerves like it's worth it to try and figure it out because that's only going to teach you one day how to manage that client that's mm-hmm. nerves. Yeah. Um, and like it's it just so many life lessons that you learn in the corporate world can be translated in other spaces or even with like your this is the gym that I don't see a lot of people using at all. If there's something you want to learn, ask your job to pay for it. Like yes, I was. I was just about to say that I was going to say they say like make your um well first of all it's your mindset so if you want to do something like change your mindset and think about your entrepreneur like think about becoming an entrepreneur but using your um job that you have to like leverage that so make it seem like that is your it's not your business it's kind of your side hustle yeah you do your job but you learn everything in there Mm -hmm. so when you get finished you can take it and use it for yourself exactly it's all and it's all there it's free it literally just might mean like taking out one coworker for coffee just to see how they operate and what their what their 
what their day looks like. And now you've got your lesson on accounting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even building uh, mentorships and stuff like that. I feel like resources and networking is really good. Even everybody don't want to be a mentor and stuff like that. I'm finally glad I kind of got two mentors because I really okay. need some. Um, so that's good. But I know mentorship is really important to me, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really always come out like that for everybody else. Um, but I do want to know, like, what made you take that leap? I know you said that in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a couple of clients and you're like, okay, I'm just going to quit my job and then see it for the summer. But like, what made you take that? Was it like you was over your job? You was, these clients paid your bills basically? Mm -hmm. So um, I always tell people when you are stuck in the middle of a decision and you don't know what to do, it's not that you are indecisive. It's that you just have not gotten uncomfortable yet. And some people will say, well, I feel uncomfortable because I have all this anxiety. No, boo, you not, un- you not uncomfortable. Like you, <laughs> you not uncomfortable enough yet. So my uncomfortable moment was um, I had thought about it the October prior. But again, I wasn't uncomfortable enough. When your job pays your bills and you have like money is flowing and you know, you're scared to take the leap because you don't know where money is coming from and you're tired. Like, that's not uncomfortable enough. But a few months later, they had a massive layoff and I was saved. And I don't know, I've never really seen anyone talk about being the person or being the people who are saved from a layoff. And I started to write about it on my blog at the time, but out of respect for the people that did lose their job, I never wrote it um, because I also didn't want to be tone deaf. But when you are saved from a layoff, it's depressing. Um, Your work friends are no longer there. Your workload doubles, sometimes triples. I mean, my department went from a team of six to a team of two. Um, right and then not only did it go from a team of six to a team of two my manager at the time went out on maternity leave so now I had no leader um the overall morale of the company just was really really sour because there it was a situation where people were promised that they would not lose their jobs and then it came at them blindly like it just with COVID. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even in a COVID situation, because I, I mm-hmm. can even say I would build a case for COVID like, you know, we were told by the government to go home, where this uh, case was like, they just, they, they act like employees explicitly asked management, are we going to lose our jobs? And the answer was N-O, only for two months later for them to lose their jobs. So, it just was nasty. It was a nasty, nasty environment. Um, and it just didn't help them for me to be in a financial position where my side hustle money was about half the money that I was making in my corporate world. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have covered all of my expenses. And I would have been taking a loss. But I was that uncomfortable that I was willing to take a risk. And the biggest lesson out of this, not only about being uncomfortable, is sometimes with entrepreneurship or even, and I'm I'm not even going to say entrepreneurship, with life itself, 
you gotta let you can be in you gotta yes gotta Mm -hmm. but you also have to let go of something in order to receive something so Mm, i had to let go and when i let go i had those eight hours plus in the day that i was using at work to find additional clients and make up for the income that i lost by being at work oh that's good you have to like yeah i had to let go because now i had time to get on the phone and make sales calls or Mm -hmm. time to go to a meeting otherwise I would have had to be like well I can only see this person at lunchtime when I could leave the office or after five o'clock when I could be off of work but now I had eight to five where I can meet anybody at a coffee shop and meet them and close the deal Um, and then it also worked out in a way where the company ended up utilizing me as a um a contractor because they needed me I, isn't that so crazy I was like, I've heard that a couple right times. so it, it was a blessing because now that team of six went from two to one they now they needed me and I can make all of the terms on my all of the conditions mm-hmm. on my terms because it's your job or like your right. business and and again it goes back to doing the pre-work or doing what you were supposed to be doing at work in the first place because I housed all the knowledge that they needed. So if I had a left, I would have walked out with all of it. So it really worked out in a way where I literally just opened my hand, let one thing walk out and another thing walk in. And I would just strongly, strongly encourage other people to really (laughs) – do those things or really do that at times when you feel like I, I, I got to let go of something, but you're scared because I, nine times out of 10, it's come back to me or something has replaced it and it has been 10 times better. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. That's some encouragement for the people. Yes. Like you got to let go to receive something. I heard that a couple of times, like, yeah, I quit my job. I was not doing it or I didn't want to do it no more. And I started my own business and they ended up hiring me for blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, that's pretty dope. Like, happy more real. than you think. Mm-hmm. And so that's so crazy. And it's just like, you have value. You just know what you want to bring to the table and know even how to network in the rooms, even if you don't want to necessarily be an entrepreneur, but just knowing how to build those connections and network in those rooms so you can be in those spaces. Because you can be in those spaces, so things do happen, stuff does go left. You might be the first person Mm -hmm. to know. (laughs) And you can be on guard. So yeah, I definitely think that that's really important. Um, So I wanted to know, is there anything else that you like, is there any like last thoughts, like Mm -hmm. tips, tricks that you would give to somebody who wants to start their own business, brand, um, incorporate, like Mm -hmm. just anything that you want to tell them? Yeah, so the one gem that I always carry with me in my pocket, everywhere I go that Mm -hmm. I'm like, it translates on whatever it is you're trying to do is everybody should take a public speaking class. Everybody, every single person. Um, public speaking does not translate to literal, I'm speaking in front of hundreds of people. I mean, if you can get good at that, great. Um, I am a weirdo, like I had mentioned way earlier in this podcast. Like, I I love speaking to groups. In fact, if you speak to mm-hmm. me one-on-one, like in person, 
I'm like, wait a minute, you're way too close. Are you looking into me and my soul? How I can't do this. Like I need to be speaking to a group because then I can look at multiple people at the same time. Um, but it is the number one fear. I think it's the the biggest fear over death actually is public speaking. So, mm. But here's the value in public speaking. So yes, you will be able to get up in a commander room, but the fundamentals of public speaking is to figure out who you're talking to and adapt. And a lot of people don't understand how to do that. And it helps so much in just conversations in general. So whether you're talking to a manager, a friend, a family member, um, a, a coworker, a client, whoever it is, you know how to switch and pivot depending on how the conversation is going. And then it also helps you to create a narrative in your head prior to speaking so that way you can stay on target. And a lot of people bomb interviews and they wouldn't if they knew how to take pub or they wouldn't if they took a public speaking class or worked on their presentation skills. Um, I have I know this to be a fact that I've won jobs over people who are more experienced than me because I've been able to walk into rooms and know how to speak. Um, and because at the end of the day, people want to be able to communicate. And if you can't communicate in a job, what value are you to me? Um, so that's number one. Number two, I would also highly encourage people to take um, a sales class. So this, and this all comes out of my past life in corporate because it, at some point I used to do business development and then I was a business development manager, which really just translates to sales. And Public speaking will help you do everything that I said you can do, but then sales teaches you how to be strategic about everything. And it also teaches you how to um, sell yourself. So I say, learn how to do those two things and you literally can fly at anything you want to do. Yes, thank you. Those are really good. Those are really good. The public speaking one, I never would have thought about. I mean, I took it, but, you know, and then selling yourself. Yeah, because it's all about selling yourself anyways. And I feel like that is so hard to, and that's something that I feel like I'm working on too, because I'm like, I know I have the experience and I, I can bring value. Now I can do it and I know what I can do and what I can't do, but it's just like the selling point of it. It's just mm -hmm. like, so hard other people like so I'm like I just don't know how to like I am not a seller I'm not a salesy mm -hmm. person but that's not what I was doing that's what I was talking about the earlier like the experience like I'm not really trying to like always just get like like get a check get a dog like I, I can't really be like oh get this get this yep. get that like I just can't sell mm -hmm. like that like it's so hard but she maybe I need to take a class too it's not even <laughs> just like selling to like get somebody to buy something but like even with networking so the sales tactics that you learn really help help you to talk to people and just figure out who they are because that's the, mm -hmm. how you open up or how you start to open up your conversations to start a sales conversation but without mm -hmm. having to close the deal so like my sales classes literally taught me well how do you go to a networking event and talk about things other than the weather um so there were, it was like it just was really it just was gold and i just anyone mm -hmm. knew it and my university so I went to Temple they require all students to take public speaking classes but I think yeah. if you can get your employer to play to pay for a next level speaking class like I think they they paid for ours was like $1,500 a person which for us is a lot of money but for a corporate job it's yeah. like it's, it's, not really it's nothing. nothing um but 
Yeah, it really just sets you up because, I mean, you're selling yourself all the time. You're selling yourself when you go on a date. You're selling yourself mm-hmm. when, you, when you go on a job interview. You're selling yourself when you go to the market. Like, just just take it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yes, yes, selling yourself. That's true. Yeah, I went to University of Louisville. We have to do that, too. Um, I love that course. they're including it in college courses. It's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. So I think that is cool, too. Um yeah, but I should maybe think about doing another one. Ooh, maybe not for fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe I'll find a look. Maybe I'll find a webinar. You know, they doing free things for COVID. Yes, absolutely. no, seriously, <laughs> check out your library. Our library does free um, classes all the time, especially free um, resume building classes or uh, professional building classes. I'm pretty sure you may mm-hmm. be able to find something at your library for free. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. For free. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast. I want to thank you for sharing all your gems. And I want to also um tell them where they can find you at on the social media. Yes, that's a good question. So um (laughs) our website is typsocialmediacode.com. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to antoinetteminer.com. Um I'm on Instagram at antoinettekminer and on Twitter at Antoinette underscore TYP. I think that's what it is right now. I change it so often. Um, the, the Twitter, the Twitter one. one. Just Google yes. Antoinette Minor, and I'm there either in an orange dress or a blue dress. One of yeah. <laughs> I- hey, millennials! I am back with a special announcement. Millennial Thoughts Academy is launching in March. This is where we will help millennials learn everything they weren't taught in school, side hustle edition. So if you've always been interested in starting a side hustle, but you don't know where to go, you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to brand or market or promote yourself, make sure you enroll into the academy. That is by following us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod and you can email me. Or you can DM me and say that you are interested or click the link in our bio. We are so excited to be accepting people for our academy next month. Spots will fill fast. So it is a six-week program and it is one-hour meetings every week. And at the end of it, you will have your side hustle, you will have your social media And hopefully you will have your first sale. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, please, please, please contact me. Get with me on Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook. I have a group. Facebook is called Millennial Thoughts, a page and everything. And you all are the first people to hear this because you all are listeners. So I greatly appreciate it. Please reach out to me. I want to help you all start side hustle so you can either get that um, new stream of income, pay back your debt, or even use the money to travel. It's your girl, Alicia, and she's out.